What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 8 to 15, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on her 17th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood, and I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for their families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and have fun in the messiness of it all. You're going to absolutely love today's guest, Elliot Marshall, MMA fighter, former UFC fighter, Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach, trainer, gym owner, author, podcast host, an all-around intentional human being, very vulnerable and open about his life, about his struggles with anxiety and how he works to live a life of intentionality while embracing and loving who he is. Enjoy this conversation with Elliot Marshall. So pumped to be talking to Elliot Marshall today. Elliot, how are you? I'm doing great, Ned. How are you, man? How's your day? Uh, my day is going fantastic. I've been fired up all day looking forward to talking life, talking fatherhood, um, and just getting some gems in, in a conversation with you, man. Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, you know, I am. I it's the number one. I, I believe in you know knowing who you are as a human, you know, and, and mm-hmm. what that is. And you know, I, I have many different roles, but my number one role is father. Every morning, I, I, I make sure I say I am a father. Hmm. Yeah, I love that, and I want to hear more about your morning IMs and your and your uh, what is it? Your four agreements. So I'm sure those will come up in in a yeah. bit. So I'm going to ask you just some questions just to get people, you know, understand who we're talking with right now. How old do you find yourself today? Oh, I'm 41. I'm 41. 41. Yep. All right. And then where do you live with your family? Right outside of Boulder, Colorado, in a little town called Superior. So yeah, I live in, you know, I live in a, a nice community and everything's great, you know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How many years you've been married? I've been married since I was 24 years old. So uh, I've been married 17 years now. Love it. Okay. Okay. And then how many kiddos you got? I got, I got two boys. I have an 11. And how old are they? He's going to be 12 in December. And then I have an eight year old who just turned eight in July. Love it. Now, a lot of people probably know who you are, but right now at 41 years old, father to two, husband for 17 years, what is it that you find yourself doing on a day-to-day or weekly basis? You know, you're an entrepreneur, but what are the things that you find yourself doing to provide for the family and, and show your kids, you know, what your purpose and calling is? Man, so I, I believe that the way you, uh, the way you raise kids is you show kids, you know, uh, or anybody, you don't, you don't tell people what to do. I mean, and obviously mm. a little bit parenting is telling right like hey you know go do the dishes stuff like that you know but uh it's very hard for anyone to keep on that pace uh especially as they age if like you know my kids don't see me do the dishes when the dishes are necessary if they don't see me cooking and cleaning and doing all the things that um, are necessary to run a household uh so i i don't believe in traditional male female roles of of like you know Men do men go to work and women clean or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, look, I'm the cook. I cook. I love to cook. Um, it is what it is. Uh, if you ask me to fix something, uh, you're fucked, man. Uh, (laughs) you know, so she, she fixes stuff. 
So, you know, it's just um, what, whatever's necessary in, in, the, in the house is the role that I'll take on. Yeah, yeah, love it. And then for, for like for work out in the world, what is it that you're doing on a daily basis for work? Oh, I teach jujitsu, baby. I run martial. I run. I, you know, I have my martial arts schools. We, you know, we have seven schools here in Colorado. Yeah, um, man, that's so rad. I do my thing up here. You know, like they all make fun of me and they say I just sit up here and talk to myself. You know, so I'm trying to make this personal brand thing happen. Uh, I'm not the best at it, and that's okay. Like uh, I let I let my kids see that, right? Like hmm. talking them about the the journey of what success takes. It's not, you don't, you don't get good overnight. There's no such thing as good overnight. You know, even yeah, like, no when, doubt. You at, when you look at athletes and fighters, you know, cause you know, my kids obviously associate with athletes and fighters. It's like, look, you know, sure. They got famous overnight or they made a lot of money overnight, you know, because like, you know, the day they signed that first contract that that's all of a sudden changes their life. But that came from hours and hours and hours and years of work. That, that got them to this point where now you get to see and reap all the labors and the fruits of that labor. So yeah, go ahead. D- dude. So, so true. And so, so I know you've done a TEDx. I actually just did a TEDx, uh, gosh, five weeks ago or something, four or five weeks ago. It was incredible. Um, but during my preparation, you know, I, I calculated how many hours I put into it. I put like 150 hours into the talk. But one of the things, and this is all going to come to a reason I'm telling you this, is during the time of, of prepping, one of the books that I listened to was Kevin Hart's book that's on Audible. And the idea of like being a, a overnight success was like blown up with that book in particular, because I remember watch, I don't know if you've listened to the book, it's killer, but I remember uh, watching his first Netflix special. I could be off on my dates, but thinking this guy's crushing it. And he talks about that in his book and how he's like, he barely had enough money to get there for the first event, you know? And so just hearing the struggle of that dude crushing it over and over and over to get to where he is was just such a inspiration to me to go, dude, this is like, this is years and years and years of work you put into it. And the goal isn't to be, it's not famous, right? That's not the goal, but you're trying to be your best self, right? What does that look like to be your best self? Yeah, man, I like to say I've done nothing in my life but fail. Mm. All all the things that I've tried, I've done nothing, but I've never really accomplished them. Uh, but that journey is where the gold is. You know, that journey mm-hmm. is where everything is. Like, I tried to be a world champion in jiu-jitsu. I got close. And no. I tried to be a world champion in MMA. I got close. And no. Right? But I, I never I, – I'm, I'm not. I got, I like, if you look, if you, you know, if you want to look at it very binary, and, and that's – for me, that's what pro sports are. They're binary, success or failure. It's failure for Elliot, you know? So, mm. you know. Cool. So what do you think about that – Failure is so important, but people avoid failure. So people don't take risk. Why, why don't more people have that mindset that you have or have cultivated that failure is critical to our survival and our happiness? It, it goes back to, you don't know who you are. Uh, you who so you're you are. looking for that thing to define who you are. Yeah, You think your failures, you think, you think the success or the outcome of this, of this particular event, whether it's a really big event or a really small event, you think it's going to fuck with your life. And if you don't know who you are, it is going to fuck with your life. It's going to throw you here and there and everywhere, you know, but if you know who you are, like, so this is why I do, you know, coming back to the I am's, this is why I, I, I speak my I am's every day. I speak them to myself. 
so that it reminds me that I get to go fail now because, or at the same time, oh. no success will, will mess with me either. Right. Because it, if mm-hmm. today brings me $10 million, does it touch my I am's? I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a teacher. I'm a student. I'm a fighter. And I'm a survivor. These six things. And then all of those six things together make me enough. Okay. So if I do something today that would like, you know, blow me up and 10 million or whatever, does it change any of them? Will the def well Elliot, the definition of Elliot change? Well, that answer is no, right? I'll still be a father and a husband. I'll still be a teacher and a student and I'll still be a fighter and a survivor. So, okay. Boom. Hmm. How about the, the flip side of them? How about if everything crumbles, if everything crumbles right now, boom, I, I just blow it. I have just a, a terrible, unskillful day. Will it change any of them? Well, that answer is still no, right? So then therefore I am who I am. Am I good with who I am? Do I do, do I love myself? You know, you can't see it, but this is Martin Luther King on the one side over here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that love, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. but do I love myself? Okay. Yes. I love myself. Okay. So if I, then after I love myself and I know I am, it lets me do this other quote that's right over here. And I, you know, it's the Teddy Roosevelt quote, the man in the arena. So I can just go get in the arena, you know, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'll never be the one who doesn't know either, you know, not who I'll never be the colder, timid soul who knows neither victory nor defeat. I'm going to know one of those, you know, and I'm going to know one of them and I'm going to know most likely both of them. Very intense. Right. Yeah. Very yeah. Intense. Okay, so a couple questions. And people do affirmations in the morning, right? But a lot of times those affirmations are almost things that I'm trying to cultivate, things that I aspire to. Mm-hmm. Your I am statements are are a more of a foundational statement. They're not what you're aspiring to. You are saying, I am these this. So most dudes could go, I'm a father, I'm a husband, but then you've got a teacher, a mm-hmm. student. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the other I am statements that you have, if a dude's going, Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I don't know where I to start. How do you, what would you recommend that they do to go? Okay. If you want to know at your core, who you are, this is like a lifelong journey. So I'm asking you to give me one answer, <laughs> but where did you come up with student teacher? Because that's clearly your world, right? You're in, you're living that world, right? And what am I living? What am I living? You know, what do I do every day? How do I spend my time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Teaching and learning. This is how I spend my time. Almost all of it. Like, you know. So dudes, like. Is... Right, now, right. So It needs to be what's called, I like to call neutral. Right. An event doesn't touch it. Mm. So I am the champion. Mm. Today you are maybe. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. neutral. You you could go out in that in that ring or that basketball court and have a terrible and boom. Now, now you're not the champion. You know. So so to use so to use this as an example, like and knock on wood, whatever you think. If I'll use me as an example. If I said I'm a teacher and I teach ju- surfing, okay, right. I teach surfing, and I get in a car wreck and I lose my legs. I mean, there's amazing athletes who surf with no legs, right? But I could still say I'm a teacher. I can find some other love to teach, right? I mean, that's what you're getting at is an event can't touch it. And an event can't touch it. My students right now, I have some students that I work very, very closely with, right? And they're adults and, you know, and, and some, are, some are younger. When is the day that they'll be able to say, you know what, Elliot wasn't my teacher. 
Hmm. Never. When they, when they tell the story of their life, mm-hmm. right? when they tell the story of their life, I'm going to come up in that story as their teacher. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my teacher, I'm going to come up in the story of, of, of his story as his student. Right. Parents. I'm, I'm mm. a to my parents. Right. So that's where I kind of incorporate son a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like my kids, like these I am statements. If I die today, Right now, like we get done this podcast, I go fall down the steps and I die. Who's my kid's dad? You are. It's never not true. Mm-hmm. Never not mm-hmm. fun. When they die, there's going to come a day that they die. When they go, man, who would Keenan and Simon Marshall's dad? Elliot. So it's un. It, well, I like to say it. So it's then, fuckable with. Yep. 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 So then when you have your IM statements and I'm, I'm hoping dudes are going to go do this, you, you choose them, decide them, you are them. And then you, is it a choice to go? I love this person. I love, yeah, no, I love this, but do you, so you have to ask yourself, do you love yourself? And it's okay. If the answer is no, if you don't, then we got to do some work to find out how we can love ourselves because it's impossible. It's impossible to love anybody else if you don't love yourself, including yep. your kids. You you will not yeah, love you, you can't. You're number yeah. it's this weird balance between altruism and narcissism. And you you, you know, um, and, and we have to mm-hmm. find that balance. You have to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say that that is a that is a um you know uh, a date and time I chose today to love myself, or it's an it's a mindset of like every day I'm choosing to embrace this person. It was practice. It was hard mm. to figure mm. it out, you know, uh, it was, it was crying with my friends and on the couch and a break and, and like, you know, what I like to call a mental slash spiritual awake and mental breakdown slash spiritual awakening of figuring out how to love myself, how to just be good with Elliot. And, um, I, I love that answer. So it's a, it's a practice. And that's the thing is it's a, it's a practice and, and it does get easier, but there are certain things that if you want to be the best version of you, you don't stop taking those shots. You don't stop going to practice. You don't stop going to the gym. You know, I've heard you say, you know, you were doing therapy once a week and then twice a week. And then I don't know what it is now, but at a certain point you, you don't stop going to practice yeah, uh, if you want to be the best version of you. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had therapy 35 minutes ago. We just got done. You know, that's why we're love it. Team and not one o'clock because I needed a little break in between therapy and, and a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to jump into some questions because we could just yeah. keep going. Um, when you think about being a father, what has been the best resource to you? You know, you asked me that, you know, um, and I was thinking about that. The best resource. I had an amazing dad. I was one of those lucky guys that had an amazing father. Um, so I was like, okay, what did my dad do? Uh, you know, go ahead. I just think that that statement alone is like wildly important for dudes to hear because all of us have kids. And, and one day your kids are going to be asked that question, maybe in 30, 40 years from now. And the foundation that you can build for your kid by showing up as an intentional, loving dad, not the perfect dad, not the dad with the ski boat next door, you know, being yourself, the IMs, it's going to build this foundation about who you are or who your kids are and then grandkids. And it's just going to trickle down. So I, I love the simplicity of your answer because it's not simple. It means that there's a man out there who lived a life every day 
consistent showing up for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying I don't, I didn't have an amazing mom, right? Like I, I had a of course, Yeah. Right. But we're talking about just fatherhood, you know? So, um, I was one of those lucky people, man. You know, I was one of those truly, truly lucky people that had amazing parents. So man, wouldn't that be so cool if a hundred years from now, be, because of the, the us dads listening to this, that it it wouldn't be a statement of I was such a lucky guy to have a great father, like it was a, just a normalcy. Yeah, you know, uh, it's sad that it's not, I, and and it, I can't grasp it. You know, I, I can't grasp the absent father. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't click in my head. Like I, I how 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 can you not be there? And now look, don't take, don't, don't get me wrong. Like I was gone for the weekend, right? Like I had my students, they were, they were competing. Um, Mm -hmm. like it's not like, okay, I'm like this helicopter dad that like is just home all the time. And my, my kids beck and call like, no, I I don't believe in that, you know, but yeah, you know, you you just got to pay attention to what the kid needs. And look, I had to change like that. My, my, my oldest kid, I'll, I'll share this, you know, um, he, he's my mini me, you know, he, mm. he is Elliot, but like all the places that I'm skillful, he's more skillful. And some of the places that I can go dark, he can go darker and mm-hmm. he's super old soul. Like he, so, you know, he feels things. He really, really feels things. And he looks at me, he's still young enough. Like, uh, I can, I, I am the person he looks at. Mm-hmm. And man, I was being too harsh, you know, and he was going to therapy and I didn't think I was being too harsh, but I was being too harsh. And he's sitting there and he's just bawling, you know, of all this expectation that he feels from me. Mm. And like, man, I had to like, I had to, you know, stop on a dime and be like, okay, how can I do this better for him? Right. Yeah. How, how can we not be here again? And like, I'm not beating mm-hmm. or anything like that. Right. Like it, and it wasn't even wrong. It was just how he was perceiving it. Right. Right. It's just right. Perceiving it. So then like, who's that on now? Is is that on me to be like, no, this is how I do it. Or is that on me to be like, yo, okay, hold on. I got, I got to make a little shift here. I can still teach all the same principles and all of that, but I got to do a little check-in, you know, be like, yo, yeah. how are, we are we good? You need anything? <laughs> yep. Do you need me to do it differently? And that doesn't mean he doesn't still get mad at me. And that doesn't mean he still doesn't get yelled at and, and right. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still more skillful ways to do things. Yeah, dude. Thank you for sharing that story. That's so powerful. And and there's that one statement that you said, do I just go, this is how I do things. And I think that there's this concept that like once we're 18, 19, 20, we're just, this is who we are. And that's just not the case. And I think that's really what you're showing your kid too, is like this, this life of pursuit of growth and not for this, this ego championship, whatever, which is fine, but that's not what it's about to you. It's, it's this deep personal me showing up as, as myself, um, day in and day out, dude, love it. Okay. So next question is, what do you believe the role of the father is? And and you already kind of tapped into role of the mother and father. You know, th- there are some things that we're letting go of from the past. But when you think about today and you, what do you believe the role of the father is? I think it's very simple. I think the role mm. of the father is to show boys what men do and look like. And it's to show girls, their daughters, the type of man that they need to be with. Mm-hmm. I think that's the mm-hmm. role of the father. 
you know? And what that entails, like the actual day-to-day things, I don't know. You know, I I, I don't know. Uh, you're First of all, they need to be safe. Mm-hmm. Right? Number one, they need yeah. to be safe, they need to be loved. And if you can't do that, you can't do anything else. Because if you're dealing in not safe and not loved, then you're dealing in fear. Okay? You're dealing in fear. Mm. And you're you're dealing in all the what I like to call the cheapest rooms of the house, fear, anger, all those things, right? So if you're you know, but that they all come from not safe and not loved. So number one is safe and loved, and then after that we can do all of the other uh, child rearing things that are necessary. Yeah, safe and loved, ah, so powerful. Oh man, you are, you're a learner, right? You said you're a student as you became a father, as you became a father, you know, what did you learn about yourself at at maybe some of the stages or, or when you think about fatherhood, what have you learned about yourself? Well, number one, I learned that I understood my parents much better. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Right. (laughs) Like, God damn, I get these fucking crazy people. Uh, (laughs) You know? (laughs) yeah one uh and number two man like it's just not about you anymore it's it's never about Mm. you right uh you know uh what did i learn you you have to learn how to communicate more skillfully you have to learn how to have patience Mm -hmm. you look you have to learn how to be a better spouse because yeah no doubt right because my my wife might be feeling a certain way from from a certain thing you know, you, you have to learn, you have to learn what real love is, you know, with your spouse from my, from my what do you mean by that? So, so you get married, it's super yeah. fun yeah. and then you have kids and then you learn what real love is. Yeah, man. It's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like the movies. No, it's difficult. It, it, look, man, yeah. it's difficult without children, you know, right. You have these kids in and, and, and. It's uh, it's the best worst thing you've ever done in your life. The best worst thing you've ever done in your life, and that's love, right? That's the vow we make. This vow to this commitment that we're going. This is going to be hard, but it's worth it. It's worth it, right? It's so hard. Yeah. It's in the what and everything. It's so hard. So you know, my friend, how my friend, you know, everyone, everyone likes green grass, but how about you get the hose out and make your breath, mm. breath you know? And and we just. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the problems is, is we don't know how to grit our teeth and work a little bit. You know? Yeah. We want things to be easy for some reason, no, but the yeah. great things aren't easy. No. And we know that when we watch like a pro athlete, we're okay with them putting crazy ass amounts of hours into like working on their, their craft. But then when you think about, and that's only going to last a season of life, right? You're not going to be that guy for very long. So then you think about your marriage and your kids, like your kids, definitely they're going to be your kids forever. So dude, put some time into that craft. And what's, and what do we know is the best thing for kids? It's a healthy parental relationship, a healthy Mm -hmm. home. Look, and I'm not trying to shame anybody that's not married still or any of that stuff. But if you had to tell me what's the best thing for my kids is Mm -hmm. a healthy relationship. So therefore I have to work on my relationship with my wife too. So I have Mm -hmm. attention, you know, and I would say that Mm. for the kids, the best thing that I learned is, is from this book. It's called Nonviolent Communication. And it's just mostly about me and my wife, you know, how we communicate with each other so that we can be on the same page 
for those two kids. Love it. All right, man. So in, so every guest fills out a form, right? And so you fill out this form and I was, as I was preparing for our podcast, I had one of those moments where I dropped my pen, I threw my hands up in the air and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so, so good. And this is what you said. And I want to bring it up and ask you because this is like tears in my eyes thinking about it. You said your child is like your heart sitting outside of your body and you can't protect it as hard as you try. Yeah. Did you just, is that just, you just made that up? No, I heard it somewhere. Dude, it is, <laughs> it, it, it is worthy steel. Yeah. That is like, talk to me about what that means to you. Cause that's. So look, your heart right that's now. That's super vulnerable. Yeah. The thing that keeps you alive, it's this heart, right? It pumps all the blood. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, as much as your brain, right? I know your brain tells your heart to do it and, and whatnot, but like without the blood, you're like, they got to work in unison. But yeah, it's important. Even my brain, where is it right now? It's protected. It's got this skull around it. My heart has this massive chest cavity, you know, it's in a cavity sitting in a pocket. Like it, it's protected, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's, you, you're, you're, we're made hard to kill. Mm-hmm. your kid is not your kid is this thing that couldn't do anything mm-hmm. you know and it's right there and it's out into the world and we as adults know how cruel this world can be you know mm-hmm. and and then we start to put our fears and our anxieties and all these things on our kids and it's not even really necessarily real so you, we have to back off of that because it's scary mm. them. it's scary to us you know it's scary to us and now um so you, and it's not protected because like right now my kids are at school, right? They're at school. Right. Doesn't it try to freak you out sometimes if you stop to think about it? I'm like, oh my gosh, where are my kids? They're all at schools right now with teachers and parents or like people. Experiencing all these other things without us. You know? Right. And, and, you know, and then the, the you know, you hmm. get a, a phone call from the school and your heart stops every time your heart stops, right? You're like, whoa. And it's just one of those things. Like even your kids go out to ride their bike and you're like, it's like, what would happen if something happened to your kid? It'd be, you know, like it'd be life crushing It'd be life more than anybody else, more than your spouse and more than your mom and your dad and your best friend. It'd be life crushing. And it's, it's, you can't protect them. Actually your job, is actually to make them be able to protect themselves. Mm. This is and this is a really hard thing to do because for so long they can't like they can't even wipe their own ass. You know? <laughs> right. right? And then all of a sudden I'm supposed to just let you go ride your bike mm-hmm. around. So I, what's I'm, the balance of that? Because it's like, we don't want to overprotect our kids, but we want to set them up. So I guess, I mean, you said you want to teach your kids to protect themselves, te- yeah. teach them to be aware. Yeah. So you have to start really early, in my opinion. You have to give them tasks to do. You have, you, you have mm. to start setting them up at a really young age to be able to handle their own things in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and of mm-hmm. course, they're going to do it really unskillfully at first. And of course, it would be so much easier for you to do it. Take the trash out, the dishes, feed the dog, you know, just things that they can't do. Okay. Because what we're really trying to do is like you have things to do. And we're also trying to build this self-esteem thing because this Mm. one protector, in my opinion, is a child who's confident, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
the world confidently, knows how to speak to other people, ask for help because you can't be around all the time, you know? So those things are so important. So, you know, you, you, so, you know, like the simple things of putting the dishes away, Mm -hmm. you, they, they break them and they can't do them and you have to help them. And then all of a sudden they can start to do it on them. They're set by themselves and they're like, Oh my, I can do this. Like I remember today, bro, Ned, today, I remember the first time that I cut the grass and my dad didn't come check to see if I did a good job. How old do you think you were? I was 12. Yes. I was that feeling of like, you have arrived to a new stage of life. My dad and man, he was a pain in the ass. So there's no way (laughs) I did it perfectly. Even that time that he didn't come check. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'd be like, you missed right there. Oh, come on, Dad. Right? All right, I'll go get the, the lawnmower. Right? So, but then I But it's those things. My life. Yes. I've heard you say this word a couple of times. So, and I, and this is what we're talking about. So just expand on it is skillfulness or skills. Yeah. Um, this seems like, like a pretty hot word for you. Yeah, I don't like to say good and bad. Because when you do good and bad, right, you end up at best. Ah. Okay. Yes. When you end up at best, right? When you end up at best, what happens? What What do you do after that? And if you just try to nothing, it's very nothing exactly. So, but if I end up at the most skillful, I can still be more skillful. Hmm. I'm always looking for more skill. Go on the other side of it. Worst. Once you say, "Man, that was I'm the worst," you start shaming yourself. You start like going down the ditches. Look, it was just unskillful. And either so, therefore, wherever you land, worst or best, the goal is always more skill. So I just try to use the words, hey, let's just try to be more skillful today. I love, I love that. I love that because, yeah, worst is just, there isn't a, that's just, I've accepted failure. Mm -hmm. There's not a, I'm going to try and get even the words better. I'm going to go get more skills. More skill. I want become more skillful. Every Uh, day I want. So then, okay, just to push on that, how do you be content with the skill I have and not always, I mean, ah, it's tough because I always want to strive to grow. Okay. But how do I be content with who I am today and not go like, well, man, last year I sucked at podcasts. I was such an idiot asking my questions because then a year from now, even though I feel good, I'm going to get off this. I'm going to feel good about it. A year from now, I might look back and go like, oh my gosh, with Elliot, I was such a moron. I shouldn't have said that. You're, you're never, you're always kind of just comparing. It's always about the journey, my friend. Hmm. Right. It's always about the journey. Do I, do I love myself? Do I know who I am and do I love myself? Okay. Amazing. So I can always be more skillful. I can always do it more skillfully. So I don't have to beat myself up about, and I know I will, because I know I'm a go-getter. I know I'm a charger. I know that I enter arenas over and over and over and over again. It it just, you know, so. So is every day an arena? Every day. You better enter one. You better enter one. It's the most important thing. Now, okay, every day, no. Like, do I go on vacation? Of course I go on vacation, right? But like the majority of my days, I'm charging at something. Yeah. I'm charging. I'm, I'm entering the arena. I'm trying as a whole. What's the goal? Where, where are we going to? What is, what does the North star look like? Like right over here to my left, you know, on my board, I have where I want to be in my life in 10 years. You know, where, what do I want my life to look like in 10 years? Did I do something today to get to that? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Love it, man. This this podcast is Fatherhood Field Notes, and this is what yeah. we've been doing. We open up your field notes. We're talking about your life. You're sharing sharing stuff. The mantra behind the the podcast is rebel and create. And yeah. this could be applied to something large, you know, large scale. I'm rebelling against this something in the world and I want to create X, Y, or Z or something small. When you think about those words, what's something that Elliot is rebelling against? And out of that rebellion, what do you hope to create? I hope, okay. Uh, I think our number, now look, I'm very partial here because I have two boys. Mm-hmm. Right? I am rebelling against the idea of toxic masculinity. Okay. Um, and I thought about this. I think I answered differently when you, when you asked, but this is, this is what I'm really rebelling against. Um, I believe in what, what they're describing in toxic masculinity is very toxic. I don't believe it's masculine. It has nothing to do with being a fucking man. Ooh. Okay. You know, now, you know, all these shirts, lion, not sheep, bro. Like, I hate that shirt. You know, I can't stand that shirt and I can't stand that company. Um, <laughs> I love it. And it's, so it's, you're, you're separating yeah. people. You're separating something that's key. You're saying I'm against something that's toxic. I'm against like a, a masculine tying masculinity to these, these characteristics and what it's doing is it's saying that all masculinity is bad mm-hmm. and you're saying let me show the world let me show my sons what masculinity looks like and this is so dude this is why this is so important to me it's like i got four daughters and one son my four daughters are going to need a husband one day yeah. who can show up for them yeah. and and when i know there's other dudes out there going i'm raising my son to be one of those dudes yep. you know um that, I mean, that's why we're doing this. That's why we're talking about fatherhood because it's not just about me and my family. My family is going to eventually be part of somebody else's family. Right. So w- you're rebelling against that. Speak more into like whatever you think the toxic piece is or whatever you think like what's the positive piece of masculinity. Don't tread on me, bro. Mm. You know, like that that kind of shit. Just the bravado bullshit. Bravado, like, like the, you know, uh, you know, I tell this story. Uh, you know, I was walking, it was, it was, I don't know, this, the fall. No, when was it? I don't know. Sometime, maybe the spring. Sorry, the spring. You know, I'm walking onto my kid's lacrosse field, and there's a dude, you know, he's got a hat. It says lion, not sheep, and a shirt, and it says lion, not sheep. And I'm like, man, this motherfucker over here. <laughs> like, I just wanted to go over to him, and I'm not going to say that I'm a lion. I won't say that. But mm. what I'll guarantee is that dude isn't. Because he's screaming it. He's mm. screaming it. Lions don't tell anybody they're a lion. You're just a lion in how you act. You know, and, and I keep and I keep using this analogy. Tom Brady does not have a shirt that he wears in public that says Super Bowl champion. You want to know why? Because everyone knows it. How? His behaviors. The mm. All this shit. Look, the toxic part is I'm a man. Everything you everything every time you scream, I'm a man. You know, now look. Uh, I joke around, be like, I'm the fucking man, homie, right? Like, that's yeah. different, right? Like, but when you are really like, yo, I'm a man, this is what man, this is man shit, bro, uh-uh, you know, uh-uh. Now, look, I, I understand the reasoning behind of it and because we need to get away from that too, this idea of no scoreboards and everybody wins and, and yada, yada, right? Like, so I see that and we need to leave that as well. But uh, 
I can't really control that. What I can mm. control is how me and my boys are going to show up in the world. Like mm-hmm. people in the eye, when we speak to them, we shake their hands. Okay. Uh, we, we do what it is we say we're going to do. This is rule. You know, this is, this is, this is so important in the world. Do, if you say you're going to do it, then you got to do it. Yep. Even when you, yep. you know, my wife tells this funny story and I, and I, and I just think if I, I mean, I don't think it's funny. I think it's, I think it's good actually, you know, like my, my youngest was two years old at the time and we were going to walk my oldest to school and you know, it was cold and my little two-year-old wouldn't put his jacket on. And I was like, all right, buddy, if you don't put your jacket on, then we're not going, you're not walking. And then we get in this mess. He's like running from me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Trying to go. And I'm like, no, we're not going. And my wife finally has to take my kid to school. My oldest, she walks him. And I mean, like, my kid, like we are, you know, cause then we, you know, he, he'd put it on for a second and then we would try to go and rip it off, you know, <laughs> and we're still fighting 45 minutes later. Right. She's like, why, why do you care so much? I was like, babe, cause I said that this was the rule. Mm. Like I might be wrong. Maybe I was wrong in making that the rule, but he's got to understand that we can't move, right? You have to be consistent. Now, mm. I, I, my rules, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, you can show up different next time, but this time, time, but this, this time, time, this is what's happening. This is how it's got to go down, man. And then I can just say I'm wrong afterwards. Like, oh, daddy thought about it a different way. And he was wrong. And that's something really important. We have to be able to show that. Mm. Oh, right. But, but it also shows that dad follows through. Dad follows through. You, you are not going to be able to wishy-wash me all over the place with crying and yada yada you know like i'll think about it but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna flip because of uh feelings yes because you've made a decision about what we're doing not based on how i'm feeling right now because a lot of us will make a decision i'm gonna start working out or I'm going to do this, that, or that, and then I wake up in the morning. I'm like, I just don't feel like it. And that's basically like, I mean, what you're talking about. If you're going to show up as a human being, as a man, especially as a dad, you got to follow through with what you say you're going to do. Look, I, I'm a person that can experience very intense anxiety, right? Like I wrote a book about it. I speak about mental health. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, anxiety is just part of what happens to Elliot. Okay. If, if I show up with feelings rather than discipline, my anxiety will, will win. Okay. My anxiety mm. will win. It can take over and it can make me go, Oh no, Elliot, you're scared. You're afraid. And all of these cowardly parts of me. Right. And, and I know like, you know, I'm this big guy fought and all that stuff. You're like, coward, what are you talking about? There's this coward inside of me. I, I am a, I, I have to fight him every day. Like he and I go to battle every single morning. This is part of my routine, right? My I am's, my breathing, my meditation. I got to let him know that Elliot is winning today. Not, not that bird, not that guy over there. Yeah. Know? So if I don't show up with discipline, then my feelings can take over. And when my feelings can take over, what can then override is anxiety. And then I'll be wrapped up in it. It's very acute. It can go very dark for me. So Elliot has to show up with discipline. I got to show up. And uh, now look, the next day, if I'm if I'm like if I need a break, I can be like, okay, the plan for tomorrow is rest. Mm-hmm. But the plan mm-hmm. for today isn't rest. And look, obviously, if you wake up and you're deathly sick, well, yeah, rest. yeah. 
But if you're just like, oh, I don't feel like it today. Feel, you know, uh-uh. I show up and, I, and, and discipline wins the day, not motivation, because motivation, again, is a feeling. Okay? You got to show up with discipline. This is what I said I was going to do today. This is what got, gets done today. So if it's not motivation, okay, if it's not motivation that gives you that trigger, so when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, dude, it's 4 a.m. and I put my feet on on the side and I'm like, dude, I could just go back to sleep for an hour or I could go on my run and this, that, and the other. If it's not motivation, it's discipline. Does discipline still need to be tied to a why, which is that different than a motivation? Where are you going? What are you doing with where, your life? Where are you going? And who are you? Who are you? Hmm. How do I show up the best? I know I show up the best when I wake up and I lay down and I hold my beats, you know, and then I breathe and I have some gratitude and I tell some people in the world that I love them. And then, you know, I'm on my hands and knees and like, I'm not religious, but I, you know, it's, it's like praying, right? Uh-huh. I go through my I am's, I go through the four agreements. I make the four agreements every morning, you know, and then I say, let's go, baby. Love it. Love it. Okay. So what are those? So just the, the last two things I want to touch on is you brought up the anxiety. Yeah. You wrote a book on anxiety of a podcast on like this mental health stuff. Will you talk about that for a minute? And then I want to go into that, the four agreements and the IMs for a minute before we wrap up. Yeah, of course. My, 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 my anxiety. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the anxiety. Like I'm sure you told the story a hundred times of how you got there. So, but maybe talk about like, you have a podcast and a book and you're helping men. I mean, like, look at you, you're, you're super fit fighter jujitsu, you know, uh, what is it that you're trying to accomplish in helping people overcome the anxiety? I'm trying to show everyone that they're not alone. That Mm -hmm. guys like me have it too. That Mm -hmm. guys look at when you, when you Google me, all you see is pictures of me fighting, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, my successes and, and all of these things. Right. And, but, you know, but that's, that's not the only piece of me. There's, there's this, there's this other piece of me and this piece of me that like, you know, can bring some shame, right. That, that for, for 35 years of my life, I tried to hide, you know, and, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I got this under control and, 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 and not let, let, let people see this aspect of me, but now I let people see it and see it real clear. And I even talk about it, like, you know, talk about it with my students when, when it, when it comes up and I talk about my failures and my shortcomings. Look, my, my successes are so like, uh, I've been lucky enough to live a life that's slightly in the public eye. Right. So you can see my successes. You can, you can come to the schools and you can see that and yada, yada, and you can see the fighting and and the gold medals and and whatever it is, but like, whatever, that's cool. There's a lot of people that have that, you know, and, and and that have done so much more than me in this realm. Um, and, and we try to delineate each other with that, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, better than worse than, and I'm mm. like, no, we're, we're, ma- we're way more similar. I struggle. Elliot struggles. I want you to know that I struggle and it's okay that I struggle. It doesn't have to be the defining part of me. It has to be the thing that actually does connect us all because it's the, it's the similar thing in the human experience is struggle. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most beautiful thing about the way that you communicated is I struggle. It's not like, Oh, at 35 years old, I figured it out. And so now I have a podcast and a book and I figured it out. You're saying I struggle. And, and in here you talking about it. I've heard you say, you know, like the demon doesn't go away, but you talk about your morning routine, you're yeah. getting up and you're saying you exist, but today Elliot's going to do everything he can and have discipline 
to keep you where I'm the one making the decisions, not you dictating my day. And sometimes he, sometimes he's a, he's, it's a tough fight and sometimes right. it's a close round, man. You know, yep, yep. sometimes, sometimes he wins the round. I won't even say, I won't even say that that doesn't happen still. It happened a couple days ago. He, mm-hmm. won the, the, the devil got me, you know, my demon got me and, and, and that's okay. I can say that to you. I can say that. And, and we just met and I'm not ashamed of it, but I know what's coming. I know what's happening. I'm going to get up off the stool and I'm going to fight the next round. I'm going to fight the next round. Dude, be, you're able to say that to me in complete vulnerability, not because you're trying, it's not even an ego or pride thing. Like, like I would still sometimes share like, oh yeah, man, I struggled two days ago with whatever. And it would almost be like, look at me, I'm telling you this, where because of your confidence in who you are, right? Because of the I am's and the I love myself, it's 100%. You're just saying it because it's real. You're not saying it for any other reason, but that it's real. And that's where us men need to get to for our children so that they can see that for our spouses so that they can see that. And then they have the freedom to do the same thing because like you just said, that's the human experience. It's struggle. It's struggle. It's struggle. It's the, it it is the, it is the connector. It's not our, Mm. look, I'm a, I'm a black Jew, homie. I'm a black Jew. (laughs) survived the Holocaust, you know, my grandparents, the Holocaust, like struggles, struggles, like in my fucking DNA. Right. But it, it's not the black mm. man that, that that is my identity, and it's not the Jew that's my identity, right? It, it it's the it's these other things. Like yes, I struggle, and you struggle, and you're a white guy, right? And I'm sure mm-hmm. you struggle too, you know. And, and 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 how much or where or mine's worse or better than yours, it doesn't fucking matter. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It it's it is our connector. So how mm. do we deal with it together? How can I help you deal with yours and you help me deal with mine? And that's the true measure of success. It's not our money and our fame and the size of our house or how hot our wife is or, or any of that nonsense. I've never heard it said that that's our connector, the struggle. And I mean, if you look at every movie that I'm connecting with, it's like there's some battle that was won and I relate to the guy who's in the battle but on a daily basis, we almost don't even share our struggles because we want everybody to think our life looks like our Instagram feed or whatever. So then we're never really connecting with people because we're never having that vulnerable. This is what real life is like. Let's do it. I can't get a Bugatti. Right. <laughs> right. Be, be on be on Instagram with, you know, with, you know, throwing money around, you know, look how much money I have in a Bugatti. That's a, that's a tough go. That's a, how am I going to get there? But, you know, I think if, if we can be on Instagram and be like, you know what, man, I had a bad day yesterday. I had a bad mm-hmm. day. It doesn't matter what my bad day looked like, but this is what I did. This is, mm-hmm. what, this is what I did. You can do this too. You can take a single breath, right? And then you can tell yourself, you know what, man, right now in this moment, I am okay. Right mm-hmm. now, you're okay. Right? Whether you're depressed or anxious, you're okay right now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm okay. And then let's fucking go. Love it. Love it. All right. Now just take me just quick through your morning routine and tell me about these four agreements. It's the, it's the book, man. It's, I, I didn't come up with it. It's a book called The Four Agreements and it's four simple agreements. Um, be impeccable with my word, you know? So are the four agreements straight out of the book or are they yeah. you... Okay. Okay. The book says, do your best. And I don't like that word. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I, I try to be impeccable with my word. Look, I have thousands of students at the jujitsu academies and they're, they're, some of them can be hanging on every word I say. My 12 <laughs> year old is hanging on every single word I say, right? So I, I better be careful with those words. I, I have some power. What, what, you know, um, am I the president of the United States? No, obviously. Right. But I need to be careful with, with the words that come out of this mouth. of mm-hmm. Number two, take nothing personal. Right. This is the second agreement. Take nothing personally. Understand that I, I don't know what this person over here is going through and they might not even be putting their shit on me. That, that, that might have nothing to do with me. Most likely that is the case. Number three, make no assumptions. Don't assume anything. Okay. And I add a little bit to it. If I have to assume something, I, I really try hard to assume good intent. Hmm. Okay? Not good Love intent. It. Nothing to do with impact. Good intent. Okay. And then number four, the, the fourth agreement is always do my best. So mine is always look for the most skillful action. Mm. Love it. Always look for the most skillful action. Dude, I, I love that. I mean, I'm going to be taking that language into my own relationship with my kids. Yeah. Um, Cause I know that I could think of a couple of them right now that need that to need to look at the skill and not the good, better, better than. Right. And you know, you know, I have one that goes, dad, I suck. And I'm like, okay, you might not be super skillful right now, but could you be more skillful tomorrow? And he's like, well, yeah. I'm like, well, how do you get to be more skillful? I guess I got to practice that. Like, mm-hmm. Now we got something. Now we don't have to get all wrapped up in our feelings and we can actually have an action of what to do. We can take action to be more skillful. It's powerful, man. I mean, this is like anybody can do this. It doesn't matter how much money you make or anything. This is, this is, any dad can show up and do this with their family. And that, but that's it's, it's, I, for me, I had to break it down to here, right? Like when, when things were going south for me, like, okay. Cause like when it's like the body dying, right? Like when you die, when you're in a bad place, like, you know, what happens? All your blood rushes to your internal organs. It doesn't care if your arm works or your legs work, right? Because you don't need those things to survive. Okay. So when I started to struggle in 2016, I had to get real bare bones, you know, like, whoa, we, we got, we got to, we got to really hammer down on some, on some real basic core concepts. And, and mm. it's just what came out of it, you know, love it. A lot of great friends and a lot of learning and a lot of, a lot of trial and error with a lot of error, you know, with a lot of error. Yeah. But it seems as though those errors are really the trophies, the errors and the failures are the ones that are the trophies, not necessarily the, the one victory out of a hundred, because the failures, if you want to call them that are the things that sharpened your skills. If you went back and utilized those failures to look like you just conversation with your son is okay, this didn't go how I expected it today. What do I need to do to make this a different outcome tomorrow? And so it's just that on top of itself, dominoes every day, every day, because why I love myself. I well, I know who I am. I love myself. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's going to mm. these three things all the time. I know who I am. I love myself. I enter the arena, dude. Oh man, Elliot, so good. I I just love the conversation. I love your openness to share all the work you've done on yourself. Um, as I desire to continue to do this for myself, and my hope is that all the dudes, dads listening to this, that's why they're here because they're working on themselves for themselves, because they love themselves and for their families to show up as great dads. So my last question for you is about legacy. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how you answer this one. 30 years from now, you're standing out in a cul-de-sac, peering into the homes of your boys. What is it that you see? I just want to see them okay with who they are. 
you know? And I, I don't, you know, like kids and no kids and, you know, married, who they're married to or not married, you know, male, married to a guy, married to a girl, like all these things that we try to picture for our, for our kids because that's what the traditional life should look like, you know? Um, I just want to see, I, I, I want to see them like, at, when they put their head down on the pillow at night, I, I want to be able to look at that moment and I want to know, like, I wish there was a way that I could know if I could, if there would be one thing that I could then close my eyes successfully at, it would be like, all right, man, they, they, they rest easy, you know, and they rest easy because they're, they're good with who they are in the world hmm. good with who they are in the world. Then not only me, but my wife, you know, the, the two of us did our jobs really skillfully. And I guess I would say no matter how skillful or unskillful my life went at that point where my life was going, that would be, um, that would be my number one. And then I would say my number two is, um, I want to have great impact on my students. You know, I, I want, uh, I, I know what it's like to feel very alone, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be an outcast and be an other in the world. And if none of my students, you know, have to experience that, if they know that these schools that we have, yeah, sure. We teach martial arts, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, 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 and Muay Thai kickboxing. Yeah, for sure. That that's, that's like what we do, but it's not why we do, you know, mm-hmm. they know that we're always there for them, that, that somebody is always there for them. You know, that is the, that is the legacy that I would love to leave behind is, is those two things, you know? So. Dude, I love seeing the big picture of your story and just to kind of, and I know you know this, but you know, I heard you share a story, um, being a kid and, and feeling outcast and, and then got in a fight, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but got challenged and you, you, you won and you realize at that point, oh, I have friends now so if i fight i have friends and right. so then pursuing a career we're always striving for this championship thing so that if i get that then i got friends and that didn't go the way you wanted but then now the fighting has i mean thousands of students like what's a closer friend than a you know like a student who looks up to you in a way that is 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 not just a peer and so it's like once you were love you loved elliot you know, once you loved Elliot, now it's like you got freaking more friends and you can handle more people who want to not be next to you because you were on television in some fight, but be next to you because you are teaching them something. And when we think about our teachers, our teachers are like the most influential people in our entire life. I know, right. Number three for me. That's why after father and husband, it's number three, you know, mm. of my I am because it's it's such a it's such an important role. You know, and, and look, I'm not everyone's teacher, right? We have seven schools. I don't teach at all of them, but every single person that's at one of our schools is, is one of my very close students. You know, mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. has very direct access to me and who I am, and I've influenced that life. So now it's like, so now I have to make sure that I'm still influencing that person so that they can go influence and make sure that like everyone understands that that's the message of the school, the message of the school so that, that we touch the human life and we impact the human life and that you are not alone. You know, you are, we are here, we are together. And if we can do that, if we can do a little more of that, right. And we can get rid of this polarization, you know, 
Biden sucks and Trump is terrible and, and, and all of this nonsense that we've got going on mm-hmm. in the world over these little things of, of you know, like if we're just going to use those two dudes, of two dudes that don't give a rat's ass about us, that right. don't give a rat's ass about you and your wife and your neighbor, you know, and your kids. They really don't. They, they try to convince you that they do. But trust me, they're not going to bed thinking about you. Um, if we can see that we actually care about each other more. Mm-hmm. Build that start to really build that tribe. Now we're talking. Yes, dude, Elliot, I love everything you're about, man. I love the work you're doing. Um, thank you so much for for the the friend, husband, father, teacher, student that you are. That we could take a minute and learn from you. If people want to learn more about you, your podcast, your book, your 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 school, where can they learn more about you? Man, just go to elliotmarshall.com. You know, uh, everything's on elliotmarshall.com. The other best place, you know, I'd say they're equally as good as my Instagram at firemarshall205. So those two places, um, don't hit me up on Facebook. I really don't respond too much on Facebook, but if you contact me through my website and for sure, if you contact me through Instagram, uh, I, I really, really, really try hard to respond to everyone that reaches out. So, um, Hmm, I'm sure that's rad. I'm, I'm sure that might get more difficult as time goes on, but I'm going to really try my best to make sure that I'm responding to as many people as I can because uh, I said I will. So, <laughs> Elliot, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you, and I look forward to continuing to watch all the things that, that you put your hand to. Thanks, Ned. I appreciate it, man. Stay in contact. Oh, you guys, what another killer fatherhood field notes conversation with Elliot Marshall. Loved the conversation, loved his his openness, his vulnerability, but his just realness about this is who I am and I love who I am. And I hope and pray that for each one of you as we raise our families, love our spouses, our children, and ourselves. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. If you haven't already, please write a quick review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. It helps spread the word that fatherhood matters. And if you know somebody who may be struggling with anxiety, a dad, a friend, shoot this over to them via text right now and say, hey, listen to this. I think this will help you. We have an opportunity to help those around us. And when you come across a tool that's beneficial and helpful, don't hold it just to yourself. Share it. 